We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings Waste Management, Phoenix Open, DraftKings Picks, and Preview, the final betting card, the weather. Hopefully we uh, nail it, but it works out in our favor this time, instead of the opposite thing trying to happen to us, plus a breakdown of the one and done and where we're going you want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings. I don't believe it's full yet, but it's getting close. The Pat Mayo Experience listeners link down in the description right now, completely rake-free, so I suggest you go do that, pulling all my stats and generating all my lineups from fantasynational.com. Fantasynational.com slash Mayo will get you 20% off any of the membership levels, and since today is Wednesday, today is the way to do it if you want to test it out on the weekly, because you get Wednesday through Wednesday, so you get all this week, and then all next week for the Genesis Invitational as well. So get a two-for-one at fantasynational.com slash mayo and run the sims.com for the super bowl completely free this week if you want to go check that out generate your own lineups generate your own projections use the site built on ten thousand simulations toe tag and tampo in studio you're back i owe you 200 bucks <laughs> use fantasynational.com slash mayo find the course fits right that's what F- we do find the course fits that, that, that was funny I, I mean back and forth on it is in the end pat the answer was, was all four of them. yeah just play them all <laughs> that, that was the point there i mean we were battling it was a blow up by 20 points and your guys were i think both t20 it was higo and was, benny uh, benny and fell down a little bit but still oh big big uh big theme with my guys on the monday <laughs> 
that I'm like, all right, I'm in pretty good position here. I showed you I had a six of six yep. in the $150 and didn't cash. Yeah, it was a brutal Monday <laughs> for me as well. I, I don't know. I could not get into the event last week. I don't know why. Maybe it was the excitement of this one coming up. Maybe it's the fact it, there was an off week with no football. So I just wasn't dialed into the sports spectrum as much, but dialed in going into the week, felt good about everything, was crushing until I wasn't. All my guys on Monday came out and decided to make bogeys and pars. The guys behind me decided to make birdies, eagles, streaks, bogey-free rounds, and there was another Fantasy Golf World Championship seat gone. So back to the grind this week. Nobody cares where Carter, like I always say, we'll get back to it and try and find one this week at one of my favorite events of the entire season. Yeah, I like your Tom Kim. We'll talk about Tom Kim in a second, <laughs> but I like what you were saying about that. But my bets for the week, the final betting card, nothing much has really changed. From Monday for me, I added one bomb and then... I had to bite on Sam Burns because I thought the number yeah. was just too good. Nice. You know, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good number. <laughs> what, what did you get it at? 55. Nice. I like it. So Justin Thomas, 24 to 1. Colin Morikawa, 25 to 1. Hideki Matsuyama, 41 to 1. Sam Burns, 55 to 1. I had KH Lee from earlier at 130 to 1. And I played Davis Thompson on the Each Way Extra at 175 to 1 with 10 places. So, you know, come inside the top 10. We're having a good week. I selected in our mini one and done. Xander Shoffley, Jeff took Colin Morikawa, and Cust took Tom Kim. <laughs> Cust is hot, coming off a win. Well, you see what he did. He picked Justin Rose. Justin Rose was fading, and he bogeyed number one, and then Cust put out that there's no way that Justin Rose could win. and Reverse the reverse. Reverse the reverse. Yeah. He's learning. He had triple stamp, a double stamp, I heard one time, but he did it, and he found a way to get there, and Justin Rose crossed the finish line, so good for him. It was, a, you know, it was crazy to see him win after... Just the, he, I guess we should have looked at him more. He'd been on a bit of a run. You just kind of had to think through it. We're going to talk about guys this week that fit the mold of that with Hideki, Ricky, Jason Day, guys like that. Obviously, Rose not coming through here after the win. He said he was going home, so he did. But, yeah, good good week for Cust. Good week for Justin Rose. Wish I had a better week. I actually had a lot of – it's funny because I was <clears throat> playing the dodge on the withdraw game on Saturday. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh too. are my guys going to like – because I had Mav in so many lineups, and he, he – hurt his shoulder he's is he playing this week though isn't he yeah he is oh, yeah so he's fine we're hoping those quotations are correct i think because the price is very good on Mav this the, week. the price is good and no one's going to want to play him because he's injured yeah so we'll see i mean i don't know whether or not i want to play him i guess we'll get into that you looked at the weather like i said last week we kind of nailed when the rough part was going to come that actually held true. I tried to design some stuff. At least, at least everyone bet on the Fitzpatrick miscut. I got screwed on that. Yeah, I, I wasn't that. allowed That's to bet it. it. And it was like, I, I know I was still playing. Was I told everybody, same as always, in full transparency, I'm playing him. Oh, because he's going to be lower owned. I played him too. The Everything that he had said was fine. And he actually had, I think, five birdies on round two. Like It wasn't like he was horrible. And then it turned in round three, of course. And then the wind and all those factors. But yeah, I could not get the money down on that at 16 to 1. That was hurtful. I can't believe they stopped play. Yeah. By the way, Justin Rose was the uh, the culprit there. He he was the one who got them to stop play and ended up winning. That's in the script. That was in the script last week. Justin Justin Rose tells him to stop the tournament so that he can have everything in his favor and go on to win. That was the true script for the PGA last week. Did all your guys suck on the final two holes of every round like my guys did? Yes, literally. That's uh, so. At, at the end of the crossover to Monday, I was winning a fantasy golf world championship seat. I was up there pretty much the whole weekend. The $44 was a dual seat winner. It was two seats up top and it was set up. So I had Hardy Hostler, Bramlett was like the three main value plays. And then it had Rose and whatever else in it. And uh, Keith Mitchell and all of them did basically nothing except Rose winning, but everyone up top already had Rose. So he didn't matter. It was the Brandon Wu can't miss and makes Eagles and other guys had bogey free rounds. All these other factors where my guys just could not come through. So 
we move on. But yeah, it was definitely like that. And then of course you talked about, I forgot that, but just the, the withdraw dodging on Saturday, Sunday, whatever it was going into it. And then the talks of the big Monday queue for the waste management Phoenix open that people want to get to because of the designated event and hard to get alternates in too, because they still cap it. They sealing it out. So even with this week, we've had John Ho, Lanto Griffin, Rose, not taking his spot. Nick Hardy still not in the field because it still requires a, another person to WD and we haven't seen it yet. So knock on wood, we'll keep an eye on it, but it just is interesting. Uh, it was an interesting dynamic, at least for last week going into it, seeing who would actually finish out the rounds. I can only ever recall weather mattering at this course in one round ever the year that ricky won that grace was making the chase he as you had mentioned to me previously i think jeff and i talked about it on monday when he i plunked he plunked it in the water on 17 that was just the end of it but ricky was coming back to the pack he made a triple at one point it was just rainy oh he had the he had the he did the drop remember and he it was the ruling he forgot that you have to still stand by and then the thing falls down and he loses another stroke yeah it was just a bad scene for Ricky, but he got the job done in the end. Well, Ricky's going to be a hot topic, I think, this week. Pretty overpriced, I think, <laughs> yeah, well, no. when you take a look at his DraftKings pricing. But so no really, no weather you looked at it really to speak of? Nothing that I'm going to see for the first couple of days. Weather, I mean, temperatures start a little light for Arizona, but then pick up. They're similar both days. Wind's pretty similar, 7 to 13 miles per hour. No big gusts, over 20, anything like that to worry about. As of now, looks that way, and it's most likely going to stay that way. The weather isn't usually the case. You talked about with the Ricky year, but over the weekend, first got to get your guys to make the cut we're going to try and help you with that but the part is over the weekend it usually does and that's pretty standard out there going a lot of times myself baking out greens getting faster uh wiley our guy showed the ollie schneider jans put it off the green that's always a classic clip we had that up on his twitter i thought that was funny to bring that memory back but yeah you're going to see it pick up over the weekend and get a little tougher most likely all right we made a little bit of a move in one and done between our team last week we ended up on denny mccarthy and no one, I think he was 2% owned or something like that in the giant race for the Mayo Cup. So we, we vaulted up to 1,358th place. So out of 4,400, I guess we're in the top 25 percentile. I have one team that's almost in last, which is hilarious. Yeah. But now the other three teams are looking all right. So where are you thinking we want to go this week? Obviously, with 20 million in the purse, 3.6 million to the winner, I mean, getting one winner here is more valuable than hitting the winner basically three events in a row coming into it. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you get a backpack. You said you're at the back of the pack. This is where you can move up. For us, uh, I love the Denny call last week. You talked me into it on the show live, and I said, well, let's do it. And sure enough, over the weekend, we were texting back. And forth, I was like, that's a pretty good call. Like, we're going we're gonna to be in okay shape here. He had a good week. We'll talk about him later. Did he come third or second? I think it was second. Or no, sorry, I think it was T4, actually. T4? Yeah, just the way it shook out up at the top. I I just saw Wu came in second. I was like, oh, yeah. I stopped paying it because we were doing the show live as it was going on on Monday. I was like, I don't give a shit about this tournament anymore. I'm not winning. I forget what the third was, but I know T4 included Malnati. I believe Denny was in that mix as well. I I was rooting for Malnati because I saw a bunch of people with 250 to 1 Malnati tickets. Like, well, if I can't win, I'd like to see someone hit a 250 to 1. That'd be awesome. The each way is all paid on it, though. Yeah, that was, that was very good. Mal- Malnati, was, but others had him 175, but yeah, solid. I think Kenny had him, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't know, though. He just got each ways there, so I don't know if he had oh, an each a- way or if he took him on a top five, but uh, he did have Malnati. He was definitely rooting for him. So tr- I'm trying to piece together from the top of the board because I want to go with an elite player, obviously. I, don't, I have no idea who's going to be the most popular this week in terms of one and done. It, I, it's probably going to be Xander, if I had to guess. But it could be any one of like four or five different players, depending on how this shakes out. I would guess of all of the top 10 players, Finau or Hovland will be the lowest. Yeah. One thing is interesting that you said that I think is interesting ties to everything we're going to talk about today is about the elite players. This time last year, Scheffler had none of those wins. 
this was the beginning of the run, beating Cantlay in the playoff and doing that. Max Homa, fine, but his big run, well after this, going into the farm or the Genesis and all from there. Tony Finau, who still was like top 10 Tony, and then all of a sudden gets all the way. So all these guys that now are up here, and we'll tie in when we talk in a minute, it's funny that none of them really had as much going for them until Scheffler won at this event and sort of kicked off the season as we're about to do this week. So it's tough to say. I don't love Hovland. If that's, I don't think you could sell me on him. I, I agree with you. I, I'm just saying that those are the two... No, it off, makes sense. ...off the radar choices. I don't know if I like either one of them. Yeah. I was thinking about just, fuck it, going with Scotty. I was going to just say that and go back to Scotty too, but I, I was, I would guess, you know, the only other guy I thought of some more cow, I think should be popular Yes, and he's gonna be popular in DFS this week. He's, he's gonna, gonna, I think he's the most bet on guy this week. Yeah. Too. And 25 was a bit crazy when you look at everything else that goes with it, but just the thought of how this thing could play out. I could still, it's, you got to bet it. I think at 25 to one, like you said, I love that. I couldn't get it near that number. So I didn't, but I'm just saying I, I get why people bet it. But what about JT? I mean, I bet JT to win, so yeah. I, I'm on board with him winning this event. How, how popular do you think? Not that it matters that much early in the season of one and then all those factors. I'm just curious what you think of him coming in. How are people viewing JT? Because it will tie as well to what we're going to talk about in a little bit here. I don't know, because ownership looks relatively flat. Are you seeing the same thing yeah. for DraftKings? I, I'm seeing a bunch more on Morikawa, Cantlay, than I am on a guy like JT or Homa. So I, I'm seeing right now, yeah, Cantlay, Morikawa, Xander. As yeah. like the three yeah, and the nine K range, yeah. and that usually translates over into the one and done. But you also like I don't think many people are going to use Rory. I don't think so either. I I'd, would. I, would you use Rory? You could, because here's the thing about Rory. Even with Scotty, it's so it's hard to peg. It's hard to go back to back too. But also, it's you know if the course sets up well, you think it's going to be good in his favor. But the Rory thing, I like everyone always has a place they save someone for. Rory, you could save him for anywhere. Like, yeah. What are you what are you saving for? You say you are saving him for something if you want, but this is a designated event. Do you think it's here that he comes through? Then just play him because you could make a case for Rory at any course in the world, like Rom. What are the other ele- elevated events this year? Heritage is right. Heritage is. See, for her- sure. Heritage is interesting because I think you could get away with using a non-elite player at Heritage because I think that field is just more wide open because of the course. Yeah. Not to say that Rom won't win, but you might end up with one of the, like the Kevin Kisners of the world doing something at that course. You just have to be able to find who the right ones are going to be. And then other than that, is it Travelers? Well, we're coming up here on the run. So it's Genesis, API, players, of course, uh, match play, of course, Masters. And then it's RBC Heritage, Wells Fargo, the major, the PGA, the Memorial, US Open. Then it's Travelers. Then it goes Open Championship in the playoffs. Okay. So, it, I mean, the prize pools at some of these majors are to be determined, but it shows like 25, 25 million uh, at the players is the biggest one as, as usual. And then the other ones that look like 20. So, yeah, this, this run that we're about to go on here, Waste Management, Genesis, API. So, the guys... I guess, that- I guess you could say Rory API. Sorry to cut you off, but I, I do think that's <laughs> a positive spot for him always, pretty much. So, we, we cannot on our team use Hideki, Burns, or Justin Thomas. I burned Justin Thomas the week you weren't here. Okay. Didn't work. I, I do Did, remember didn't, that. Didn't, didn't work. work. Yeah, I don't mind that. So I guess I would lean with the Scotty take then. Even though it's crazy to think about a back-to-back, it's not that crazy. It's golf. It happens. We saw it a bunch of times last year. So just looking at availability right now, Cantley's been used in 9% of leagues, Finau 17% of leagues, Homa 13% of leagues, Sungjae 20%. Because Sungjae, I think, is actually a pretty good pick as well. What do you make of Homa for one and done? Do you think that people will not go back to him because he just won? Because this is still a great course for him. Yeah, I just don't think people are going to play him here, especially when Genesis is also a designated event that they can just use him at Riv. Like, that, to me, makes more sense. So, Scotty it is? Scotty, or who is it? There was one guy you said before, Homa. Sungjae? Uh, no, Cantley. 
Cantlay. That's who you mentioned. What are we saving Cantlay for? I don't know. Can I go the entire year without using him just as a Possibly. protest that I don't like him? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't actually mind him either. So be, one of those two would be what I'd be most comfortable with, whoever you like. Let's go with Scotty. Yeah. I, I need something on Scotty here. I like Scotty, and I'm not betting him at 12 to 1. Yeah, I, like, I definitely like Scotty. We were going to talk about him anyway, but yeah, the, he's another guy that you can just play, no problem. DraftKings for the week. Again, playing the Listener's League. That's down in the description right now. What do you think is going to be, if we try to just set out to build the play the best plays lineup, and then we'll alter it from there, where do you think the best way to start this is? Because I think that if you really wanted to do it, you could go Xander, Morikawa, Cantley to start. If you wanted to. That leaves you 7,000 left, and you said that the sixes pretty bountiful this week. There is guys in the sixes. I think the sixes lean more to getting to the Roms, Rory's of the world. Where I would actually start for the play the best plays is I'm pretty sure you'll know this, but you've seen this 7K range. Now, it's loaded, but there's definite guys. You know, So we talked about this on a previous show where it used to be, Pat, the 6K range has a guy that gets to 10%. You just avoid it like the plague because it's too owned for what that range is. This year, though, the way the pricing has been set up, the 7K range has converted to that, and you'll get at least one, if not a couple plays. And this week, I think with Keith Mitchell, Brian Harmon, Hoagie, if you will, like those guys are the the guys that are getting the ownership here. There's just no question that it's going to be those guys because the price is extremely low. I think Harmon at 7,400. I think Mitchell at 7,400. And I think... I think Steele at 7,200 is just a legitimately good play. Yes, he is. To me as well. So, I mean, he's a good play, but I'm saying if you want to first look at what people are doing, you can look at it from the ownership. Harmon, Mitchell, Hoagie, and then I think even Keegan Bradley, man. What do you see on Keegan? Uh, Right now on Keegan, how much is Keegan? He is 7,700. It's a good price. 10%. Very fair price, yeah. So 10% uh, with Connors being at like 12%. I like Connors this week too. I think everyone kind of does. He's been playing some pretty good golf to start the season just – Hasn't popped anywhere yet. Yeah. I'm just trying to see. So even though I put Keegan and Hoagie. Poston is getting a ton of ownership, it looks like. Yeah, it's, Poston's getting some too, yep. He, right, I have him higher than Steele right now, which is kind of crazy to think about. The other one, Hayden Buckley at 6800 bucks, seems to be the guy in the sixes that everyone is gravitating towards. Uh, Hayden Buckley, yeah. So we could put him into this and take out Keegan and Hoagie. So if I take out Mitchell and play Buckley instead, here's what we end up with. No, you got to have Mitchell in the best plays lineup, though. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be like 15% plus. He just crushed last week at 9,100 or enough that people are going to go to him. So Harmon, Mitchell, Buckley. Okay, so I I did this a little bit differently because I went a bit more balanced. So here is what I would construct as a play the best plays, like cash gamey lineup. Although having Corey Connors in it is kind of crazy to think about a cash game lineup. But we know the ball striking is good. Three 9K guys, Hideki, Cantlay, and Sungjae with Buckley, Mitchell, and Connors. And if you wanted to go lower than Connors, let's say you wanted to use Poston or one of the other popular guys, you wanted to change Connors into Steel, you could take Sungjae up to Morikawa. Yeah, I'm trying to see what I think sort of the cash game guys will do and just look at it from that perspective. So if I go Harmon, Mitchell, Buckley to start... Then you have almost 9,500. And if Cam Young, who we'll talk about in a second, is going to be popular, it's like JT Morikawa. I don't know if that – that won't be the way people go, but I'm just looking at what other others might do. Xander and 
I, I think lay. Xander is a very logical starting point for a lot of people this week. So this would be a more, this would look like a cash game lineup to me. Cantley was literally in a playoff last year. He's somewhat underpriced at 9,500. So you look at this, Can, Xander, Cantley, the two best friends, Cam Young at 8,900, underpriced, if you will. And then it leaves you Harmon Mitchell Buckley. That, that's probably fine. And that's probably kind of where you'd see people end up. I don't love that. I don't. I'm just saying that's where I'm looking at it from the perspective of who do people see as underpriced. Xander versus the four guys above him, probably. Cantlay, if I could get to Morikawa, and you can, there's easily a way to change this around to get there just to show the difference. But yeah, I definitely think this could be a way people go or starting with Xander would be... All this to tell me, I guess, better better way to put it, Pat, is people starting with Xander is probably still popular this yeah. week. Even oh. though you have people are... Like, ownership always gets spread in these softer-priced, strong-field type events. But... Rory Rom, etc., will get some. Scheffler Finau will get a bit squeezed. People will start with X. Maybe the the interesting way to go about it would be like X as your second guy in. I would wager, and I don't know if you want to take my wager on this, because you might see the same thing, that Xander is probably more owned than the four guys above him. Uh, like I could see I maybe maybe Rom if people have a distinct lean on Rom versus Rory and they lean one way like in masses, but I can see those two guys splitting the difference. I can see Scotty kind of being on their tails. Finau is clearly going to be the lowest owned of those four, and then everyone's just going to start with Xander. Yeah, currently how I have it is Rob and Roy are splitting the difference at the top closer to that 20% range. Then I've got Scotty taken in that 12 to 15 range. Maybe he comes on the high side, maybe the low. Like you said, he's tailing him. Finau around 10%. We'll see where that ends up. And then Xander I had at 18 so he's, I don't have him as the highest yet, but I could see it based on just looking at what we just did where it ends up getting up there because of that reasoning. Well, and it depends on how comfortable people feel down in the lower part here. Yeah. So like I mentioned, Hayden Buckley seems to be the one driving all the ownership in the 6Ks. He's the only guy I, I can see that's projected over, I mean, Vegas, it says 7%. He's not going to be 7%. No. So, but it, Callum Terran, Matthew Neesmith are popular names, but if, any of them get to 5%, I'll be super stunned. So it looks like it's going to be Buckley that will push right around 10%. And then you have to go up to Steele and Poston at 72 and $7,300 as the next sort of chalkier guys. Yeah. And then you have the Keith Mitchell, Brian Harmon, as you mentioned, KH Lee, Tom Hoagie, that range of players. But now we're at $7,500. So if that's the case, Rahm and Rory and Scheffler kind of become casualties to that because, oh, I can play Rom and Hayden Buckley or I can play, you know, Justin Thomas and Corey Connors or, or someone even better than that. Yeah, and I agree. And that's why I was trying to look earlier when you talked about, like, I'm going to do the post version just to see, just to give you, you can finish it out. But when you go, if you're, we'll just say Buckley is our guy at 68 that people are playing. You got Poston at 73, Mitchell and Harmon. Now you have 10,550 10, left. So now it is Xander and Rom. And you could play that. What, what was it again? Say that again. So if you if you go back, all I did was switch. I had Cam Young yeah. with Cantlay and Xander. You have to take out Cam Young and go down as far as Poston. And then you move out Cantlay and go up to Rom. So it's it's Young, Cantlay versus Rom, Poston. The difference is the Rom, Poston, well, you don't have Young and Cantlay. Sounds pretty damn good on paper like you said, you don't love it, is now you get Xander as your second guy in. And you, you get, get an elite up above in Rom, and you could do it that way. Or you could take out Rom and post and say, no, 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 Rory's my guy. I'll go to Xander. I'll go to um, Scheffler in a second. But then you would get like a Norin or a... Do you, who do you like of the, these three, actually? It's a good group to ask you about. Norin, Wise, or Power, if you had to pick one. Ugh. It's not the best. 
I, I don't like either one. If of I them. add in Hoagie, would you just say screw it? I'll take Hoagie then. I think it, like it, is Keegan is Keegan too much? Keegan's too much. We'll go to that. Keegan's in a second. too much. I think I'd take Cage Lee. Okay, and just drop down and leave. Drop him down alone. to seventy five. Like just of that group of seventy five and seventy six, he is my favorite of that range. And, and so that's with Rory Xander. But now you take out KH and Rory, you go to Scotty, and now you actually have eighty one hundred. Now there's your Ricky. Here's our segue. See, it's a, I got you there. The segue to the Ricky Fowler conversation. Do you do? I mean, Fleetwood's there, but I guess that's another range. It's going overlooked completely, Pat. But Hatton, Montgomery, Lowry, maybe a little bit of talk, but Fleetwood, Ricky. Day Day is, day is the, popular. Day is the one who I'm seeing garnering the ownership from that range yeah. until you get down to Keegan and Connor. So you have Siwoo, Horschel, Day, Fowler, Fleetwood, Lowry from 82 to like it's just a little mini range. No one really wants any part of it. I can almost guarantee you one of these guys is in the winning lineup. Yeah. No idea which one. Probably Horschel because he'll probably be the lowest owned. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the Ricky thing is interesting because a couple things. Ricky, Hideki, Tom Kim. Three guys that to me are very narrative, storyline-based. With Ricky and Hideki, we know the history. The two wins for Hideki, the one for... What is it? One for Ricky and then a close call? I can't remember. Yeah, well, Ricky has the win. He lost to Hideki in the playoffs. That's what it was the, the other time. And he's got other good history here as well back in the past. But just to say that out loud, like those two are based on that and then showing a little flash this last event out. So then that was like we, we talked about on that show. It was like the perfect storm of, of course, Ricky and Hideki show a flash right before we're about to get to Phoenix. And now I have more confidence in Hideki playing. Well. As do I. And he's only 800 bucks more. So it's not like you're breaking the bank to go up to get to... Uh, Hideki's actually 9,400. I thought he was 88. Who's at 88 this week? Nobody. That was maybe last week's price or last time's price. But just in general, you got that thought. And then the Tom Kim one I brought up earlier, I said it myself on Monday with Kenny. Like, I, I do envision this guy, and Kenny brought it up too. Like, what, no one really knows who Tom Kim is outside of our bubble, right? Like, the, the general public's not tuning in for the President's Cup with all that hype. People saw it on Twitter, in golf Twitter, and us that follow it a bunch, just like my take on this new documentary coming out. We're going to love it the most. We love Tom Kim the most. Not many know about him as much. He's got a great group this week. The PGA is setting him up to sort of have this as a coming out party. I joke that maybe it's him making the hole in one on 16, the old tiger press. Maybe that's the script. That's the script. If that happens, it's definitely scripted and we already know it is. So of course that's what's going to happen. But I do think it is interesting that he's really popular this week, betting myself included. I bet him and feel bad about it already and playing in DFS based on the narrative that he's the fun guy. This is the perfect atmosphere for him. We know he's good at golf. He's excellent at it. But I'm just saying, when you bring that in, is he really the best play at 9K this week? No, he's not. So he could. I mean, listen, he could be. It's Tom Kim. Could be. Like if I if it's Tom Kim, and this is uh, I appeared on Joe's show on Monday, Preferred Lines. Everyone should go check that out. And we yeah. kind of had an argument of if they were the same price, who would you play, Max Homa? Or Justin Thomas. Take ownership out of it. Take price out of it. You get to play one guy or another guy. I would just play Justin Thomas every time. Yeah, same. I, I watch shows great. Love Joe's stuff. Love any anytime you're on with him, it makes it even better. When I, you I, push I him get back. his argument though, because yeah. Homa's been prolific. But that's what I was saying at the top of this, and I don't hear enough people talking about this week. Is like Scheffler, Finau, Homa. This time last year, you were not really talking about them. You were yes, Scheffler was in the mix already. We knew something's going to come up with him. Homa, we'd had our fair share of comments on Twitter and everyone's his best friend and we all tweet him and this guy's great. We love him. But it wasn't like these runs from all these guys came after. And this one even started. Like Scotty Scheffler had nothing going for him yet until he won this and then went on that massive run. He had a lot going for his future, but I'm saying we weren't talking about him in the same way we would now that he's put a green jacket on. What was it? Four wins total. Sam Burns, 
Another one. We didn't talk about him. You talk about betting him. Sam, Sam Burns has four wins in the past two years. Let's yeah. not forget. Not Listen, none of them are great wins. Yeah, but... But yeah, the wins. Be, and going back-to-back back at Valspar, I don't think it's that easy to do. No, it's a tough course. Yeah, so, I mean, like, there's definitely definite thing uh, winning in front of Scotty Scheffler there with the way he did, making that 38-footer in front of him as Scotty's standing there like this, and he drops in front of him and says, your turn, buddy, down the hill, 45 feet. Uh, he's, got, he's got balls himself. So I think that's kind of what you got to think about coming in here, Pat. I'm still with you. I'm going to side with JT, but... Max Homa has turned the heads. He's he's now that guy. He's now out there. He's got the wins. He's been doing it. So I, I got no problem for anyone that wants to go there. I guess when I look at stuff, like just using the comparison in DFS, because we're still there, going with it, man, it actually is closer than expected because the you know everyone's boosted him now. He's got that skill level. The books boosted him. He's on the radar now. It's not someone that you're going to get under the radar. No, exactly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There is one player that I don't know what to do with. I really want to play him, but nothing suggests that he's going to be any good. And when I was doing my research for this, I went back and watched the last like four years of every round highlights, which is something just walk on the treadmill, turn on YouTube. It's all up there now. It's fantastic. I forgot that this is where the Spieth comeback started. He shot that 61 on Saturday. He pulled into the lead. Obviously, Brooks ended up winning in 2021. But like he was horrible. Like to even hear the commentary on the Spieth shots from the CBS crew is kind of hilarious. Like, that looks like vintage Jordan Spieth. Like, they were talking about him like he was a legitimate scrub. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, it was... And he a- was, but then he went, he came fourth in Phoenix, then third, 15th, fourth, 48th, one, and then he was third at the Masters. Like, it restarted this version of Spieth. Now, he hasn't hit that level since really this sort of time last year. It's been, like, hit or miss for him, but he might be, like, 2 3% owned this week. Yeah, I, I still have him just a little higher than that. I had him at 6, but... I still don't have him as a play. You could you could see how he could get squeezed, though, right? Oh, he's getting squeezed. There's no doubt. He's like, between Cam Young, Burns, and then the range of going well, above I, I and actually, below. I mean, I think Burns <laughs> is a better play than Spieth. He's cheaper. He's also not going to be very highly owned. But you have Fitzpatrick right there at 9,000, too, who legit no one's playing. Yeah. Well, Fitzpatrick, the, the neck injury did pan. At the end it worked. The, yeah, by the yeah. end of the tournament, it wasn't good. So... Uh, he obviously fits this course well. I'm definitely going to play him. I, I just are you playing Fitzpatrick? Oh, for sure. Yeah, nine k, and he's a uh, hundred bucks more than Cam Young. You can differentiate some that way. And like I said, I from Monday, everyone knows when you follow my stuff. I have you know, full transparency across the board. I go through what I do, and then on the premium show, we even talk exposures and stuff over on Pure Sports. But as of right now, without building everything out, like I, I like Tom Kim on Monday. 
I don't I don't like him as much right now. I, I just don't. I think that with Sungjae Im, Cantlay, Morikawa, JT, Homa even, like there's all guys above him that I could play instead. And then I like Fitzpatrick. I like Young. I like Burns. I like some of these low 8K guys that others don't like. I'm gonna I'm gonna play Hatton. At, at eighty four. So, okay, so this is interesting. What do you make it? Okay, let's just very quickly go one by one. Burns, I am playing. I bet on Burns. Mm-hmm. And I think that he, out of all of these guys, I mean, he's probably the most likely to win of all of the 8K guys. He might be the guy who could come in last, too. He's that sort of player. What do you think he's going to be owned? That's the question. Seven, Does the bet... 7%? Yeah, that. I mean, that to me would be... It's hard to get to guys in this range because everyone is getting to Cam Young. At eighty nine hundred dollars, and then this one I never get though. This, I mean, again, Cam Young could be the guy where here's he's the best example to the Scotty Scheffler. We know his talent. We were when I said earlier, like, oh, it wasn't. We knew who Scotty Scheffler was. We were waiting for the breakout, and this kicked it off. This cracked the seal, and then he took off from there. That could be Cam Young at this event. But to your point and our bets, because I'm in with you on Sam Burns and this range in general. Sam Burns has the wins. Sam, we do this all the time. In Sam Burns is at fifty-five to one. Cam Young is twenty-eight to one. Right. Something's one off. Guy won something's four off times there. <laughs> and beat these guys that we're talking about, like Scotty Scheffler. Heads up. And then now we're here at three hundred bucks less and way less ownership, and the odds don't match up. Sure, but I'm going to play that every time, and the, and that's especially in strong fields, Pat. We talk a lot about strategy going through it. Majors, strength, high strength of field, things like that. This is oftentimes the conversation. It's harder with a Homa JT one, to your point with you and Joe going back. There's probably not a right side. They're both great. They're both great, and Homa has joined the conversation. Here, Cam Young, we expect him to join the conversation. He's almost He was very close to two majors last season. He was, he was leading on hole 15 before the Mito meltdown, and then he made the eagle that he was required to make on 18 and, at and, the old course. And don't forget. He got up and down on that par four to win you 100K. He did do that. I love Cam Young. Yes, <laughs> that was a great 95K swing in my favor. I'll forever be grateful to Cam Young. But again, we know comparing him to, you know, kind of apples to apples last year to this year, he is that guy. But what? that's the challenge. Why can't you go to Sam Burns? And why aren't people going to Sam Burns at 8,600 as much? Oh, bad, bad form. Sucks we, at this course is a common Sucks thing. at this course. He, he's one of, but it's no different than, I remember we, and listen, it's going to work some years. It's not going to work some years, but everyone, the year Finau came in second, no one played Finau because Finau sucks at this course. Yeah. Lost in a playoff. Like, good players can show up and play well at courses. I'm not, like, when it comes to course history, I think there are courses that do lend itself towards that. Because we just Sony Pebble is another one Pebble yeah. too. Like we just there's something about that event, the style of course, the style of event, three separate rounds. Pro-Am. It's generally a weak field, pro am, huge, super long rounds. There are some courses that are more conducive to that than others. If I was really going to try to search out course history and make that like the thing that I was going to say I'm going to play this guy or fade this guy because of it, that's generally going to be in like the lower sevens and sixes. Like if there's someone, if I need a reason to play someone down there, that's a reason I can point to. It's not going to get me off Sam Burns, who might suck this week, but I also know that he can win. Yeah, and you bring that up because it was a good example. The Remember the course history lineup? I forget it was like a week or two ago, but with Streelman and with a bunch of guys. that How did that go? Good? It didn't go well. No, like not, not, most of them didn't come through. That's like I said, with the elites, anything can happen. And that was my point earlier with the Finau and Burns conversation. That's why I wanted to bring him into it. I said Finau, Scheffler, Homa, Burns would be the four that I would talk about this with where I really don't care about their course history because to me, Sam Burns, even Scheffler is now a different golfer. Finau's closed a bunch more. All these factors, Homa, Burns is another one. They, they all slide into that same bucket for me. I'm going to play them in tournaments. So everything that people are projecting as this year's Scheffler, 
Because it, it feels like that's what everyone's looking for with Cam Young. Definitely. Is Cam Young this year's Scheffler? Why isn't Taylor Montgomery this year's Scheffler? Could be. He's another guy right here at 8,300. Again, how, how do you not play him? Like, so here's the other thing about him. This is what people always say about him. What is he? He's, a, he's an off-the-tee guy that makes putts. How did Scotty Scheffler win this last year? The, not the, saying it's going to be the same, but it, it is. And he lost strokes on approach, Correct. which is kind of crazy. This but is, that, but that's not normally like in the Scheffler profile. Normally he is very good on approach. Montgomery's not. True. Just like straight up not But it just showed irons. that you didn't require it. Is Montgomery going to keep it in play? Likely. Is he going to be able to get, you know, making some putts? We don't know. Usually he is though. And if that's the case, that could be a factor here. And then he's $600 less than Cam Young at what? 10 to 12% versus close to 20%. I did like something that Joe pointed out from fantasy national was if you go into the fairways and greens section that he just kind of made the note, like it just, you know, knowing this course so well, looking at, looking at the topography of everything, all the dangers to the left yeah. on this course, the Thigala point he brought up was kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty interesting too. Now, Scheffler doesn't fit that mold recently, uh, but just, he's a, a very good driver of the ball anyway. Like he just hits a lot of fairways, but in terms of like missing left or missing, right, you can look at that who avoids missing left, who avoids missing right. Uh, and you just see like Rory has a bad propensity to miss left. Bad. <laughs> Out on Rory. X amount. Well, well, I have to cut. I'm not playing 150 lineups. So no, I, 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 start, I now need reasons to not use these guys. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I don't mind this one because it is, like you said, some of this comes from knowing the course and having that and then having the, the stat for it is interesting. I'm not sure of the full samples on it, but in general. No, I, I just think like if you're trying to play into what can you do? And listen, guys are going to know, hey, I can't miss left. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe their shots are different. Like, and I, they can over-adjust, too, and make yeah. that mistake back the other way. So what, what did you have for some of these other guys? Who are some others? I, I just thought it was interesting to look down the list. Now, some of them, when we take a look at it, are just guys like Morikawa doesn't miss left or right. He hits the fairway, same as Tom Kim, which is a huge advantage in something like this, obviously. Yeah. Cage Lee is another one. I was just thinking about Sungjae when it came down to it. Because he kind of never misses left. The right is his miss. I think he's played really well at like what I would consider to be like complementary courses to this. So when you have that little range of Victor, Sungjae, Fitz, Cam Young, Tom Kim, I think I like Hideki more than Sungjae, but I do like Sungjae a lot. I like Sungjae more than both Hideki and Tom. But I'm always on Sungjae. People know this by now probably. I, I just think in general, all the stuff we'll talk about with Sungjae just fits. Fairways, greens, always comes down to putter, but that's why he's always in the mix. And then it just, how does it go down the stretch? We've seen him. I was there live as he closed it out at the, the Honda that year and just incredible stuff it's you know the guy is very talented kevin tway <laughs> my dad was happy last week Did, was that a legitimate double eagle i believe I, I didn't i didn't i didn't look any more into it i saw it I, yeah I, I texted I, the, it that you. was the conversation was there was no no footage of it that's great just great stuff standard standard stuff great man stuff. yeah and even to look at it a little bit deeper uh, i just went to sand saves gained over the past 36 rounds a lot of the guys who are great out of the sand shockingly enough it played really well with this course over time yeah that matters too for sure so like lowry is someone on my radar at 8200 he's won desert golf over in the middle east before dude just can't putt like he was top 10 in abu dhabi and he was i think top three tee to green the week after he came like 30th dude yeah. lost like 20 strokes putting yeah and which heard, he'll do heard, heard people betting him too so oh it's a good night it's like 80 to 1 or something like he's a legit lowry like when you go down the board on DraftKings Sportsbook and look at the odds. Like you see the names at 80 to one and not to say that like Harmon can't win or Mitchell can't win. Lowry is a different class of player than those guys. Right. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I just, that's where it comes into a challenge of, you know, how many guys can you fit in here? Because that's the other thing is he's still in that AK range of, we just talked about a bunch of them, Hatton, Montgomery, Lowry, Fleetwood, Fowler, all, all these guys there. And then the ones at the top that are getting a little love. Okay. How about this? How do you get them all? Let's just try to narrow it down to two here. So we'll go from 8,500 down to Keegan because Keegan, it seems like Keegan and Connors are both plays. The Gala or Hatton? Hatton for me. Hatton or Montgomery? Pretty equal. I, I do like Montgomery the best of this range. Mon- I'll just say that. Now. Okay, so we'll take Montgomery out. He's your play. Hatton or Lowry? Hatton. I like Lowry. I like Hatton. Okay, so Hatton or Fleetwood? Still Hatton. Hatton or Fowler? <laughs> Still Hatton. Hatton or Day? Day. Really? Day or Siwoo? Day. Day or Horschel? Day is my Montgomery. Okay, so Day and Montgomery. Take him out of all these. So yeah. Day. So it's for you. It's Montgomery, Day, and then Hatton. Pretty much. So I think I like Montgomery and Lowry, and I think those might be the only two that I play here. So Montgomery, damn, that's my guy. So, but the Lowry Hatton we can have. For a first. I mean, I don't feel as strongly about that, but I just don't. I, I think picking one of Hatton, Lowry, or Fleetwood makes a lot of sense because just I'm not seeing any other. Like Lowry will probably be the highest owned of those three, but it's not prohibitive by any means. What was the course when Feinberg was – was it the Honda it was as the Honda. well when he was yelling at Fleetwood? Yeah. Tommy. Yeah, that, that actually weirdly has been a course over the years where – It just keeps clicking in my mind. That well, that's similar. well, just like, Honda. The guys that play well at Honda are the guys that play well at this course. I don't uh, know if it's just the same people play this course in that tournament. That's but. what I wondered. I just thought about that. So it, it is interesting. But like when J- you, JT. We just talked about Sungjae two minutes ago, and then it made me think of Feinberg yelling at Fleetwood, and then we were just talking about Fleetwood, and he could be – the guy that comes out of this range is just 8,100. And who's the other one who always plays well there? Like, Lowry blows it every yeah. single year, but he does play well. <laughs> bad weather, Pat. He got the bad weather. He got he got the one hole He really bad did weather. get the bad draw on that. He did it like 220 or something on that drive. It was just frustrating for him. But, yeah, that's you I know mean, a guy. It makes sense from that perspective, definitely. I remember I had Hatton at Honda one year, and I think he led everyone by six strokes tee to green and lost, like, nine strokes putting. It was just the most tilting thing in the world. Because yeah, you, you're the Bryson one. You get the classic when he flips the putter around. And <laughs> he just wants to blow himself up. So, yeah, I could see Fleetwood coming through here as well. I guess I have a tougher time with Ricky when we just go through it that way, when you start looking at all that, the other stuff the around him. Like if, just... Rick, if Ricky was 7,300 where he should be, he'd be a really good play. But at 8,000, and it's not like he's unowned. Like if he was 1% owned, then yeah, sure, take your flyer. But if he's going to be higher owned than Fleetwood and Hatton, like it doesn't make any sense for me to play him. The thing is, what do you got him coming in at? Because if he's, you know, 5 to 7 or I, I was going to say like 8%. I've seen it. I don't think like the the sharpest sharp people are going to use Ricky this week. It would be my guess, but I've seen him written enough and enough times. And this is the first DraftKings tournament this year where I think you're going to see more of a casual influence rather than the people that have been playing the first five weeks because you know Super Bowl is going on. People actually do respond to this. It's the people's major, yeah. so people are going to get more fired up to throw in a DraftKings lineup, and they'll say, "Oh, Ricky Fowler's won at this event." They may have watched Farmers two weeks ago. Hey, there's Ricky. I tweeted out. About Ricky, about how the PGA Tour wants to still make Ricky happen. For sure. Anytime he does something good, you see it on TV. They put him on the leaderboard when he's tied with way better players. It's Ricky who ends up moving to the top. And, like, I was like, this is a bit much. And, like, Ricky people, in my mentions, be like, Ricky is back. How dare you disrespect Ricky? It's like, calm down, fellas. I'm the the guy who drafted him our season-long draft. I think he can turn it around, but he's not at this level of player right now. 
I'm pretty sure they're, they've got to be giving him a few bucks for sticking around because he was definitely rumored in the beginning to move to live. And with Tiger and JT and all those guys sticking back, I'm pretty sure, you know, Ricky had to get his shit together and, and did so. And now he's on the, the pact or whatever and, and all that stuff. So we'll see. But what is that, by the way? It's like, what is it against? Like the players? I, I just saw Tiger and Rom and Rory. And yeah. R- uh, Ricky is on it. I believe so. And I, I I don't know. There's a bunch of guys on this, and I guess they just are trying to look out for everybody, and that's where people bring their complaints to and try and fix the tour and help it out. But I, I don't know enough about that side of the business, so I don't want to speak on it too much. But I just know, again, with Ricky, the fact that he's sticking around, getting better, back with Harmon, new caddy, all these factors people are bringing up. And, yeah, it's shown. He played better at the Farmers. It was like a T11 or something like that. But here when it's all – I guess here's the thing. I think a tournament sprinkle – Makes sense because if he is only 8%, I, I do think there is something to it, Pat. I talk about all the time paying up for probability where not as many people are going to want to pay 8K. And this is the example I always give of, okay, you're hearing his name mentioned. People are even betting him, but in DFS on DraftKings at 8K, are people clicking the button? That's what I wonder when you have Jason Day, who people are definitely clicking the button on. Lowry's getting some. Taylor Montgomery's getting some. Sahith's getting some. Like, it just can't be... 15% Ricky here. Just can't. No, no, I agree Not with that. Not that you were saying it. I'm saying that's why you can still get a choice if, of going there if you're going to take... Let me finish the point real quick. All I was going to say is that I'm not going to sprinkle as much in the 7K range as others are because people are going to say it's littered down there. I'm going to sprinkle around, hope to hit the right guy. I'm going to actually take stands in the 7K and 6K range and sprinkle the top with unique price guys like Ricky, 8,000. He's the only guy at 8,000. When you go above him, nobody has the same price versus at 7,100, you've got six guys or something. That's my point of how I do it. And that's why I'm going to be okay with getting some Ricky, but I don't love him at 8K this week. I've talked about my favorite guys there. So the, the issue becomes Ricky is going to be more owned than Fleetwood. And who would you rather have between those two? I'd rather have Fleetwood. Not that I love Fleetwood by any means, but like even Horschel. Like Horschel's on a bad run right now. He's played well at this tournament. He's another guy almost in the same Sam Burns vein. Like he just wins. Yeah. So does he, he might play like absolute dog shit, but he might win too. I don't think Ricky's going to win. No, I, I don't. But that's, I guess that was my take on Monday with this whole range. When you get to Ricky Fowler, the Aaron Wises of the world, I'm not as high on, I guess, but like the, who else? Brian Harmon's. The Brendan Steeles. People are betting these guys. I'm, I'm, I'm not betting the steel. I, I bet Davis Thompson. I like Davis Thompson at $7,100. Fair, and he was literally in the mix a couple weeks ago, yeah. so you could go with it. I'm just saying, again, we're always going to take a few shots. Anyway, that's what we do. But my point is, I don't need these guys to win at these prices. Not that you were saying that. Others are just like, I don't need to bet them, but I'm, I can play them. No problem, because I think that's what you want. You want the guys that have the upside that... Usually they crumble on Sunday or they don't close or whatever, but then you get the T10 out of them. Brandon Wu last week, second place. He's like 64. Brendan Todd. Brendan Todd. Say These guys, that's just what they do. And Malnati ended up coming through for people. He was in winning lineups too, like the price tag. To look at it with Davis Thompson, I was just surprised that he wasn't more popular this week. Only because every, the big narrative this week in terms of the stats has been, well, when you go take a look at it, like driving is almost as important as approach on this course, which is a huge outlier from almost every other course on tour when you go back and look at the top five finishers, top ten finishers on average. And he's one of the best drivers of the ball on tour. Just every week, just gaining strokes, gaining strokes. And then the majority of the weeks, he's also hitting his irons really well. It's just he usually is awful on the greens. But we've seen these greens be a huge neutralizer over the years. Like, bad putters have won this event. Yeah, I don't know how Hideki was putting when he won. I'm assuming pretty well, but... We know that he was never really a great putter. He's been great, actually, recently, surprisingly, but just in general. He puts well on fast greens. Like, 
He's going to get fast greens here by Sunday. I can tell you that. He's put well at Memorial, too. Another tournament that he's won. Rom has won there. Rom has obviously played well here. Justin Thomas has played well at Mirrorfield Village. Patrick Cantlay has played well at Mirrorfield Village. Colin Morikawa has played well at Mirrorfield Village. So you see a big mix of bad putters and good putters when Mm -hmm. we talk about that. Predominantly, those are bad putters. Cantlay's not. Cantlay's good. Yeah, and like I said, but you also have Patrick Kamput has been in plenty of discords and Slack channels around the world. Week in, week out, there's weeks that he does. That's the thing about good putters. That you're good till you're not any given week, right? You can have Hideki not come through on the fast greens this weekend. So the years that Hideki won, the most he's ever gained on the greens in this tournament is 2.4 strokes putting. What did Scheffler gain last year? Just get a comparison. Seven. Yeah, there you go. That, uh, yeah, I was just curious. That makes sense. But Hideki was also, when he was winning this tournament, the ball striking, I'm assuming, was very good. Yes, he gained 10 strokes to degree. Yeah. So, uh, what do you make of Lucas Herbert? I thought he was going to be super popular, but it just turns out no one cares who Lucas Herbert is. Back-to-back T3s overseas, coming back for his first start of the season, $7,200. I thought he would be like 10% owned, one of the, like, decent guys down here but as the week has gone on it just turns out that is not the case yeah it looks more like five six percent is what i'm saying I, I like him here yeah i guess you can like the what was it 10th third and third so he's coming back from yeah and yeah. good fields too like there wasn't he did, wasn't just playing the scrub fields i would consider last week's tournament a good field wouldn't you yeah it was fair i mean i was sorry his field was good yeah yeah yeah, I thought you were thinking about, I was thinking about... Um, no, not the Moronk and Bradbury or whatever the hell yes. that guy's gay. No, he played against all the live guys. <laughs> yeah, he, he played, came third. He, yeah, the Saudi. Answer, got the job done wire to wire. Yeah, um, and Cam Young was there too. Yeah, Cam Young second. But Cam Young gets an awful lot of credit for coming in second. You're like, oh, what good form. Herbert comes in third. It's like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> it is still Herbert. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess... Like, the hey, problem- who has more wins on the PGA Tour, Cam Young or Lucas Herbert? <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> This is funny. Yeah, this range, though, it's just, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't know. He's not going to make it for me, I don't think, because you got, I like Steele, who you brought up. I like the guys above, the Harmons, the Mitchells, the popular plays, but they're popular for a reason, like they pop. See, I like Mitchell. I, I, I can do that. I'm just not going to get there with Brian Harmon this week, although it is a big downgrade in terms of his price. Davis Thompson, I do like at $7,100. We can start making lineups. It's funny. What about Pendrith now? Because this felt like more, because I was talking about course fit last week, and I was wrong about this because he made that nice run on the Sunday. He he finished on Sunday and just got in. So he ended up inside the top 10 at Pebble. I didn't think that was going to be a great course for him, but this feels like a really good course for him. A guy who bombs it in putts. He's like worse Taylor Montgomery. That's what we we brought that up. We said the Taylors this week is Kenny like Taylor Moore in his cash game cornerstones. And then we talked about Montgomery and Pendrith. and, And we added, I added a Pendrith bet to the card at the end of the show. And I think it was 100, if I recall correctly, with eight places. So uh, maybe down from there now. But that was someone that we talked about. You said if he just pulls the Scheffler effect from last year, it could be, could be a thing. So, yeah, I, I don't mind. I mean, he's definitely a good little pivot there when you look at Mitchell and Harmon at the exact same price, posting right below just how does Pendrith get the ownership. I just can't see it. So you kind of got to mix him into your pool there as well. But he, he's one of the guys I'll be on in this range. Cage Lee, another Alex Norn is a guy I'm taking a shot on. To me, he's just like the Euro version of what we talked about with Lowry, Hatton, well, Fleetwood, I, just cheaper. A guy I've been using every single week, and I assume people would use him this week, and just doesn't seem to be coming to fruition again, is Chris Kirk. 
guy just comes inside the top 10 every week. No yeah. one seems to care. Yeah, he's a fair, he's a fair price, 7,300. Yeah, and he is just, again, he's a pivot off those super high-owned guys. I mean, you know I'm going to have to be mixing some Higo into the mix. <laughs> when I was watching the highlight pack, I watched him uh, make a 50-foot putt on 16, so that just sold me even more. He's going to do it again. We got Denny at 72. I, yeah. I, I think we want to relegate. Well, you have to figure out the right way to deploy Denny. Maybe it's use him every week because he tends to make cuts, but like the weaker field or short course type stuff is his jam but then when he was 6800 at the major last year he was the nuts he he's played well at one major in his career i'm just saying yeah it's just it's tough to pinpoint but to your point it's been challenging because when he's cheap you're like oh i'll play him but it's because it's a strong field and then when he's in the shorter course weaker fields he's 9300 or something so it's hard to really pinpoint and get right you kind of just almost have to play him as one of those guys that can pop any given time as long as the course fit to your point is is good or the tournament fit is good for him potentially maybe so i don't want to play hayden buckley in the sixes and before we start kind of building some more lineups out i want to try to find one or two six thousand dollar guys that we could potentially go to that you'd feel comfortable with yeah is it my guy steven yeager yeah i see i like neesmith at 66 i like yeager bombs i would i don't know what about uh vegas what'd you say about him you didn't like him I just, I never really liked Johnny Vegas. I thought he was fine. I mean, he, we were we were monitoring him coming back from injury last time out. I believe he was at 7,000, and he ended up doing all right. Yeah, he was 25th at the Farmers. <laughs> I, listen, I can see it. He, he does almost exactly what you want at this tournament, right? Yeah, okay, I'm throwing Vegas in. I, I like Vegas. Um, man, Is that what about Luke List? <sighs> Talked about that Honda comparison, lost in the playoff to JT. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like where he's hitting his irons right now. And if that if that starts getting off the rails, like it'd be one thing if he was still gaining a bunch of strokes around the green. He's not. So if he's missing greens and he can't chip, we know he can't putt. Yeah. Like that that reeks of plus seven. It's going to be a problem for sure. And, and what about um, the heroes from last week, the Scott Stallings and Bo Hostlers at the top? Yeah. Th- those are course history guys that came through last week. Yeah. I, I kind of like Hostler still just because we know he can putt and – typically is okay he can get into trouble but that's why you know you're gonna take some some hits at your 6k guys just the way it goes but if he comes through that could be a big difference so i think he's an interesting one and then do you want to go back to brandon Wu at 6400 after a big week or people are talking about mark hubbard at 6300 i think i just i'm good with vegas and i'm good with neesmith and i don't know how much i really want to go down to the six thousand dollar range yeah by the way my joey b bramlett call last week all good. Still solid play. Neesmith was in the mix too, but my Boise Open win over Victor Hovland, that whole spiel was about Matt Neesmith. I forgot about that. I wanted to correct that on here today, but I still, I always love Neesmith. He is the guy that I bring up for that matter, and he is 6,600. I just probably play more Jaeger in Vegas. I like Steven Jaeger. I'm on him okay. for the season. Lipsky was another guy I considered. I went down that road last week. I think he was a combined 12 over on the final two holes of each round. Who's the guy? It was him, and there was somebody else last week. Ben Taylor? Oh, it was Callum Terran. They kept kept messing around. They'd have like a good, you're like, oh, they're back. It's did, a good round. And it's like, oh, when I play them, they're horrible. Did, did Terran ended up having a heater on Saturday and made Saturday the crushed seven. I think he went seven under on Saturday. But anyway, he's another guy at 6,700 with Lipsky there at 68. He's been pretty good. It's just so hitter. I just worry that if he has that Sunday round on Friday or Thursday that see ya. 
Gone. For sure. But, I mean, it was no different than Ben Griffin last week making a 10 on number 18. Yeah. That was but, devastating. But Taron made, like, a, a either a triple or a I think quad, he made a nine. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he rallied to make the cut. Griffin yeah. almost made the cut, too. Who? Ben Griffin. Oh, Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needed Griffin to make the cut, though. Yeah, he didn't. That's why. <laughs> uh, so, McNeely. We mentioned him briefly. $7,500. Are you in or out? I'm in on McNeely, yeah. McNeely, I like KH Lee better, but I'm, I'm in on McNeely there. Okay, so I, th- I think that's good enough. The last one, you talked me out of James Hahn last week. James Hahn put up some good ball-striking numbers again last week. Missed the cut again, because that's what he does. This this course has been one of his places, though. This, Riv, and Quail Hollow are like the three James Hahn courses. Is he healthy? I think so. Like He's striking the ball great. What is what's his, What did he get last week? He missed the cut. Yeah. But he was, I mean, we only have the pebble stats from him because that's all that yeah, came through in shot link. He was gained a stroke 1.2 off the tee, 1.7 on approach. And that's now three consecutive weeks of missed cuts, but gaining 2.2, 2.3, 1.7 on approach. So maybe he's not broken. Maybe just his putter is. Yeah, it's just funny to look at his stats. It's like he doesn't actually seem to be that bad. I don't, it's so weird. I talked to you about this last time, but I'm oh, like begging to be on live. Why? And he wants some cash. <laughs> yeah, he must need the money. Maybe he's down bad. I don't know. But it's not working out on the course for him yet. So, I don't know. I'm fine with being off him again. Okay, so let's try to construct some lineups then. Now that we've got our guys. Yeah, let's, na- let's, do, let's do your mega. Who was your 6K guys you said? Neesmith? Yeah, Neesmith's the cheapest of them. And so. Vegas. Let's try this one. All right, so Neesmith and Vegas. And just to talk about why, Pat, real quick. for those, like The reason I think this is so interesting is because neither are 6,800, like Buckley, and you're also not finishing on Buckley. You're finishing on two 6K guys. This is again back to when people wonder about roster construction, things like that. That's something I'll think about here. You're, you're switching it out. Like what I did earlier with Xander starting point. We're like, we didn't love it, but it looked good on paper. But when you flip it, that's the whole point of the build. Now he becomes your second guy. And here we're removing the 6.8K guy completely, but we're also landing on two less than him. So what we can do now, Pat, we have 91.75. Where do you want to go from here? So here's what we can do, and it works out perfectly. <clears throat> Ready for this? Let's go. Neesmith and Vegas, Rom and Scheffler, Steele and Lowry. Ooh, that's interesting, yeah. I like that. I kind of like that build. Why, why I like that build, I'll tell you, is and it projects about 10 to 12 points less. Again, just using the projection what, yeah. for the example than what we had originally with like the Cantlay build there. Are, but you, ta- are you talking about ownership or overall points? Points. Okay. Ownership, this is going to be way lower owned. We're not on anybody with ownership except maybe Rom. Scheffler's going to get squeezed some by Rom, Rory, and the guys below. So it's like he'll get ownership, but not anything you got to worry about here. But what I was saying is the double flip here. You skip the 9K range completely, which you're going to have FOMO with that. There's, what, nine guys in there? Yeah, who could all win? <laughs> guys that I bet on to win. It's all, all kinds games. of win equity in there. So there's that. The example I already gave about the 6K range. And the last point would be the 7K version of what you did here. We have only one 7K guy. And it's nobody from 73 to 7,700, which is sort of your Keegan Bradley 7,700 down to your uh, post in 7,300 with, of course, Mitchell, Harmon, Hoagie, Lee in between. You've skipped all that as well. So the other way you can play that exact same lineup with the core four, uh, if let's because I like Raman Scheffler more than I like Rory. That's why I'm pairing those two together. Obviously, you get a bit of a discount on yep. Scheffler over Rory with Vegas and Neesmith. Instead of doing Lowry and Steele, you can do Connors and Keegan. So doing Lowry and Steele, you can do Connors and Keegan. If that's more palatable to you, because I know that those two are going to be more popular yeah. than the other two, but I, I like both those guys anyway. It projects a little better, got about four points better for us. And then the difference of that is now, again, you still do, again, this is a cool way to look at it. Like you flipped it again, 
you still skipped, you kept Keegan in there, but you still skipped the 73 to 7,600, which like I said, is the most common with Harmon, Mitchell, Lee, Poston, and one more. Hoagie. You skipped all those guys. So I still don't mind that flip that you just did there, right? That makes sense to me. Just just remember, as someone who has played a lot of Brennan Steele over the years, don't be super stunned when he's like plus seven after seven holes in a chalk spot because that happens to Brennan Steele. Do we think he's going to be that chalky though? I think it'll be like 10% out. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think it's going to be that bad. Even if, I, even if you want to bump him to like 7.5% or something, I don't think he's a horrible play. I don't think he's a horrible play either. I'm just saying that this goes when you – same as Keegan. Like, you're going to get these events where there's a reason they're terrible putters, and they will just start missing three-foot putts out of nowhere. So you're, what, you're gonna, what you're saying is you're going to be saying, why the hell did I play Brendan Steele when my guy Higo was right there at the exact Exactly. Surprise? That's why I'm still playing Higo. Yeah. <laughs> you so got to make every Steele lineup you have as a, a duplicate with Higo in it. So let's see if I can finagle this one. What does 8,700? It gets me Spieth. Burns. I like Burns more. Yeah, than I know. You mentioned him earlier. So you can do some variation of this lineup. Now, if you went down to the sixes, this works out much better, I think, and we can try that version. I mean, I like Thomas and Morikawa. There's a reason that I bet on those two guys to win. I think you can start your lineups with those guys if you wanted to. Like, realistically, in another version of this tournament, like, yes, Rory, Rahm, and Scheffler, one, two, three at the top, along with Finau. But if they had priced Justin Talley, he's 9800 bucks. If they had priced him... 10-2, just behind Scheffler. Like, would that mean people aren't playing him? People would still play Justin Thomas. Like, mm-hmm. he's too cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's not as bad as the time he was 8,900, and I wanted to fade him, and then he won, and I did fade him, and he won. And, and that one hurt. But, yeah, this is uh, still a pretty cheap price for a guy like him, assuming he makes the cut and gets through. It just depends on what that putter does, man. That's and he's he's, put, always... he's been so streaky at this tournament over the years. I, I think it was... His history here is really good. I think his worst is like a 17th or something. Yeah, in the past six years. Like, he's been really, he just yeah. hasn't won. Same as Rom. Like, I don't think Rom's finished worse than 13th in this tournament. He just also hasn't finished better than 9th. Is yeah. that what it is? It's crazy. It's like a... He's just there every year, and then it doesn't click coming down. Xander's another one. Like, they need, they need the hole-in-one on 16. Or, or, the, or the, the chip, the eagle on 17 is imperative to winning this tournament. Yeah, these guys got to the get move. that job done, and then they'll show up there. But what, what do you got here if you go to... Thomas and Morikawa to start. Yep. Davis, Thompson, and Brennan Steele at the bottom. So 72 and 71. K.H. Lee and Sam Burns. Now you can change, interchange those 7K players with whoever you want, really. Whoever Did you, you say Poston? No, I said Davis Thompson. Oh, Steele, sorry. I got him Steele and Davis yeah. Thompson. It, those, left, those the are the mo- two that it left the money for Poston on what I had, but you used Steele at 7,200. You have 100 bucks left if you wanted Poston at 73. Yeah. But you want, like Steele, yeah. I'm or good. if you want to use Spieth. So yeah. you can play that lineup, or we can now dip into the sixes if we wanted to. And really make this like a three-pronged super stud lineup. Quick note before we do that. This is by far the worst projected by a mile. Oh, I can see it's that. It's like 40 points less than our original. Well, that's because I'm starting. Cause how, how much does Davis Thompson project for? Not much. That's why. <laughs> I was just going to say, he, he's bad. And then when you take out, we got rid of like Rory, or sorry, Roms and Schefflers. Again, JT Morikow aren't the worst projection, but they're going to project lower than the 10K guys. Just the way it shakes out. Again, projections aren't everything. We use it for this example and this this uh, experiment, if you will. But what are, what are you going to do here? So are we swapping? let's drop Davis Thompson to Neesmith. Your boy. And, and then we can take Sam Burns out, and we can get to Sungjae. So you go JT Morikawa, Sungjae, Steele, KH Lee, Neesmith. That's better. Yeah. I just like this Thomas Morikawa start. I think they're both great players. And it just allows you more flexibility with that third guy. You can get like a legit third guy now. What is the 3-9K build if we just 
that was the three nine. That is the three That is the three nine k build. Sorry, what, what was the ones you said earlier though? It was Morikawa. Oh, because Xander's ten k. The original thing you said though was Morikawa, Xander, and Cantlay or Hideki and Cantlay. And Cantlay, or you could drop Morikawa to Hideki if you wanted to because it's cheaper. Yeah, I just wonder like how if people can get to this because Cantlay is the one on the projection sites. I'm just saying that projects the best to be per, good. Per dollar, he he projects as. I'm underpriced. Justin Thomas isn't, if you will. That, that's the best way to put and it. Like, I, I can see that because the projections that most people look at, like when it spits it out, are going to be like median projections, right? Yeah. And the consistency of Patrick Cantley is almost a match. Yeah. But And Tom, like you said, long-term too, and just what we've seen out of what his capabilities are. I was just literally lost in a playoff here, here last year. Oh, of, of course. Should have won, by the way, if it, I remember watching that one. Well, no, because Scheffler had that like three-foot putt to win on the 72nd hole and pushed it right. Yeah, I forget what. Yeah, that's true as well. I forgot. That's what it was. He had his chances. Though. It was. It was like Homa the next yeah. Homa the year before when he had the two foot two footer to beat Finau and missed it. Yeah, that's and then right. beat him in a playoff. I remember now. So you're right. Yeah. So you could go Xander Cantley Hideki or Sungjae because you like Sungjae more, right? Yeah. So you want to take Kawa out of this? Is what you're saying? Yeah, we can take Kawa. I mean, I want to use Sungjae. I would prefer to have Kawa in it, but let's just go through Xander Cantley Sungjae. So this leaves us seventy one hundred. So Steele Davis Thompson posted. No, I want to do my version for once. Okay. You're the, you're the host, but I'm taking over. Let's hear it. I like Vegas. I'm, I'm going with guys you like too, but I, I want to go with my Vegas play Okay. that I said. Jaeger? And then and I could do Jaeger, but I I think. Jaeger would get you up to Ricky, I think. Let me do that version in a second. I want to play my guy, Steel, that we talked about. Just guys that I know I'm taking a stand on. And that lets me pick my $7,400 guy. You love Mitchell. I like But Mitchell. you said Pendrith is a nice pivot off that. Yeah, Mitchell, Harmon, Pendrith. I don't even know how I would round it out. but I, I, I prefer Mitchell far and away above those guys. Yeah, it gets close. I'm still eight points away from my previous. So let's take Steele out, go down to my Jaeger bombs play. Skip that lower 7K range. It lands on Ricky. Ricky. All but you like, day, you like I like day, day better. You like day better. Yeah, so I, I would play day more likely there. But just to have it, just to look at it, that is interesting. So... Yeah, that's these are pretty good lineups, Pat. Like, what's uh, that one? By the way, is only six points away from our original. How much better projection wise is Xander than Homa, Thomas, or Morikawa? He's about six points ahead of Morikawa, who's next in line. Okay, so if you just dropped Shoffley to Morikawa in this lineup, okay, you could take Day up to Lowry if you wanted to. Or Taylor Montgomery. Or oh, really? You can get to Montgomery. Yeah, but kind of like the Lowry play better now that you said. That. I, I don't know. That one's tougher for me, but it's not projecting as well. But it's close. It's not. But if you just had to think about it logically, like a two v two, like if you had to put Morikawa versus Xander in trying to win a GPP, I feel like Morikawa is always the better player because he wins more. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough because, again, like you're talking about... He might let you down. Though. Accolades and stuff and what he's done. And obviously, he got shit for last season, but it was like, what do you want from the guy? He'd already won two majors, he, multiple he's, events. He's getting shit this year for coming in second and third. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> he always blows leads, Pat, yeah. you know, to come in second. Yeah, can't, can't close. Won like six times in two majors. So. Yeah, so it's tough. But yeah, that, that does make some sense there. If you say like, okay... Like, okay, better question. You did the Homa versus JT thing early, and that's whatever. We talked about it. Literally, is a coin flip. Max Homa is on the scene now, et cetera, et cetera. Great. But Morikawa versus JT, if you could only pick one. Probably JT. Think so? Yeah, I do. Man. Like, that's I, close, yeah. I, I just, I think, but I mean, those are two of my favorite players. 
So I think that I do not come to this objectively. Yeah. Like, I'm just always going to lean with those guys. The reason that I always end up betting Morikawa, because I always feel like he's somewhat disrespected in the odds market a lot of the times, especially at Open, where they'll hang these big numbers on him, and then it gets beat down during the week. With Justin Thomas, normally you just see, like, bad numbers on him. Then I looked at it this week, I was like, oh, shit, 24 to 1. Okay, done. <laughs> when, you, when I think of JT and Cantlay, too, though, because they both fit in here, and I was talking about them earlier because now we're going down a little bit more JT or Cantlay, if you can only pick one. Well, you could go in this lineup. I, you can still get to JT. I you, had you, you could go Morikawa to JT and use Lowry still. That's what I just did. Yeah, it works better. That looks the best. But it made me think then, and you're the best at knowing this stuff, like the, who did well where. But remember we talked about Memorial? A little bit earlier? Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Like, uh, you mentioned it a little bit. Like, if you had your memorial lineup, let's do a Raza for a second here, and just say, like, if you were building it out, we know that I think JT and Cantley have both played pretty well there. Hideki? Morikawa? Has played well there. I mean, Morikawa, for sure, but now I don't have enough money for all of them. So, of those four, who would you pick? Robin Finau have also played really well there. That would be a different build. It would be. Horschel uh, just won the thing. Did he? Did he win Mirrorfield? He did, didn't he? Yeah. He, another guy who played well here last year. And he's played well at the, some of the other courses we talked about, like the Honda and things like that. Like Players. He, so he fits. Who, who are the best of those four 9K guys we said, though, if you were thinking about Mirrorfield? Definitely Cantlay. Cantlay is probably number one on that list. Yeah. I think Thomas is actually the worst of the bunch. He might be, but there was that one year when him and Cantlay were having like a little stare down. I remember this, and I was like, man, that's such a good battle. Cantlay versus JT at the time. but And, and Cantlay won it. And then JT, remember they played the back-to-back tournaments at Mirrorfield? Yep. With uh, the, him and Morikawa And Morikawa beat him in the playoff. And then Cantlay beat Morikawa in a playoff to win Memorial. So Morikawa and Cantlay are the answers to this question. Okay, so let's do it this way. Cantlay, Morikawa, Horschel. Now we need some values. Who, who are some of the values that you remember playing well? Higo. At Memorial. Higo. Higo. I mean, he played it once and came like fifth or something. Yeah, I mean, that that plays in a lineup like this because you're already different enough and you're unique. I'm just trying to look at it from that perspective. Uh, I'm, the- I'm going to load it up here. On average, strokes gain total. Cantlay, Scheffler, Rom, Kucher, Matt Wallace are your top five. Davis Riley in four rounds as well. Kucher, he must have rounds there, and he also fits the bill. Kucher has 36 rounds there. And he played well. He plays really well here, course history. He has. Uh, the Gala in eight rounds has played really well at Memorial. No way. Yeah. I literally just built the lineup and landed on 8,500, was scrolling up, and you said Thigala. So what's the lineup? It's it's Morikawa Cantlay. Morikawa, this projects so bad, by the way. <laughs> by far the worst, even worse than your other version, but it's Cantlay. Sorry, it's Morikawa, Cantlay, Thigala, and then it goes Horschel, Kucher, Higo. So I'll throw out some other names here. Yeah, Higo is inside the top 10. He's just above Xander, just above Homa. Aaron Wise actually plays well. Spieth, Aaron Rye, that's only four rounds. Francesco Molinari, who played well over, and he was the leader over in Europe like three weeks ago. What is he, 7K this 7K. He has a hole-in-one on 16, too. Great, great 16 history for him. (laughs) That was hilarious. I got to say this two seconds here, because we did all that course fit back and forth last week, and then somebody was telling me in our Discord about round history, was trying to sell me on this with Seamus Power being bad on Monterey Peninsula like three years in a row or something. Was that I, the, is that the one where he went seven under this year? That's the one he absolutely smashed this year. I think it was seven or eight under bogey-free with a streak or something like that. And I had him in my core plays. I was like, all right, buddy, we'll do round history conversation after the round. He just absolutely annihilated it. These things that people come up with are just crazy. I thought that was funny, but you brought up 16th hole history. I, I just remember when I was scrolling through all the highlights. It's like, watch Francesco Molinari 
Hole in one on the on sixteen. I remember that too. So I we got to get Sam Ryder and Molinari in a lineup. Yeah, Sam Ryder. Who else? I, I We're guess. not doing that lineup. We're not. C- doing Carlos that. Ortiz is on live, so we can't do that. <laughs> can't anymore. Can't do that one. But that is funny that that memorial lineup landed on the name as I was looking for that price point. So, so of cool. all the lineups we've built, when we're thinking about three max or single entry, what do you think is the preferred type of build? I think that balance, I mean, actually those like Rom, Sheffler lineups, if you feel good enough about Vegas and Smith or whoever the two 6K yeah, guys sure. are, I think those look really good. But those like balance 9K ones are pretty legit, I think. They're, they're legit. And then the, the double 10K is going to be my favorite always because people just don't commit to it. They want to start with a guy up there and then get their 9K guys in that they want. This all makes sense. Cash lineups, et cetera, all those make sense. I know everyone says, what's cash in golf? Of course, it can still hit. That's why you play, like Kenny always says, play your cash lineup in tournaments. But I'm saying if you want a way to just get different right away, it's what I said. If Xander's not your first guy in like most and he becomes your second guy in with your choice of a Scheffler, Rom, Rory, those lineups stood out the most to me. And you don't have to go off the map here, Pat. Like you, Here's our best projected one. And I don't think it's the best lineup. I'm just saying it's our best projected was the Rory Xander. And then you got your Chalk Harmon, Chalk Mitchell, Chalk KH Lee lands you on Chalk Buckley. That's why I don't love the lineup. I'm saying, but that still actually projects the best. And that is not going to be the most common roster construction, even though it features most of the Chalk plays, not who you play. It's how you play them. Most people playing those guys are getting off Buckley and Rory to somebody in that mid-tier range well, that obviously is going to look better on paper. Even if you didn't like that build, you like that build, but like you're uncomfortable with Buckley, you can just turn Rory into Scotty and Buckley into Steele. Again, you just... But, like, but that's the same variation same of that Same variation, lineup. yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think we're going to see... What do you think the most common two start is? I think it's going to be Xander Cam Young. And Cam Young might end up being the third guy in there, but I think when people go clicking... Those are the first two clicks. Yeah, Cam Young for sure in there. Uh, I just now that you I'm said not, it. You, I'm not playing Cam Young, by the way. You've got me sold on this build being very popular now, so I just want to see how it actually shakes out. What, Cam Young? It leaves 200 bucks on the table, but it does actually project the best. The version you just flipped it to? Yeah. Because it was with, with Rory Scheffler. to Scheffler, Steele up from Buckley. Buckley. But you actually still have 200 bucks. I'm not sure where you spend it because everyone's pretty heavily owned, but you could get off of. You get to Higo. No, you can't. You, you get the same money. I'm saying you could either go 74 to 76. And there's no one really at 76. Or is there? 75. To, I guess you'd go KH. If, if you really liked Bradley? Wise or Norin or Power, that would be the name to land on. I like KH Lee, though. Yeah. It, they all, I mean, Mitchell still projects better than most of the guys above. Again, projections are what they are. I'm just using it for this experiment. But I think that that is maybe the best version of it that we can get to all right toe tag and tambo the tidbits are already out i read them they're good this week they're good every week but like some weeks you'll find better ones and people talk about it all the time using well, the- people are super jazzed for this week i'm super jazzed for this week yeah this is a great week it's my favorite it leads right into the super bowl gotta love that you know the field is designated now so it gets even stronger than it usually is when we see this is again to me the first version of that i know the tournament of champions counted and obviously that field is stacked but it's tournament of champions with additions of guys that probably could have or should have won so that's going to be good but the one like this sets up for me when you have the cut line experiment with or experience with it i should say pat is rem- reminds me so much of what we're going to see a lot this year about the rbc canadian Last year, it was not a strong field or designated event by any means. But we got we got the, we got the right guys in the right but spot. We got the right guys at the end, and that's what I'm saying for this week, where you know that's going to happen in this field, it's just the way it's going to work out. Especially as it bakes out over the weekend, guys grind through and make the cut. 
the cream should rise to the top, and that's what we're going to see here. The so it's cream be... rises to the top, yeah. That's right. We're going to get it. And if your guy just sneaks through the cut line, they're not done. They're not done we, We've all. seen that enough at this tournament where just even making it on the number is good. You can go post a minus 10 at this course. Yeah. It's got to be hot. Like, all these, you can't, it's weird just even to look at it. Like, it's just don't make the crippling mistake at this course because there's enough eagles and birdies out there for everyone. Easier said than done. You know, I, it's I, tough I out there. You. But, yeah, you're right. That's what it comes down to every year. And, again, there's all, the other thing about this course, remember, this is the, the last thing I'll say, but the, the tilt on Sunday <laughs> that exists down that stretch when, when it really matters. I always tell people you don't need to check your lineups till the end when you're sweating it for real money. But this is one of those courses, forget the other one up and over the water, but they have to go for it on oh, 17. 3M. Yeah, 3M. That's what it is. People get pissed off because they lose all this money at the end of Sunday at this tournament especially. But your guy has to go for it. He needs that eagle. So he's going for it. And if it trickles into the water and your lineup dies because of it, it sucks because your guy's going from second with a chance to win to possibly fifth or worse, and you lose all those position placement points, the bogey or double from the hole, it's hard to make double. And, and the other guys are getting potential eagles and birdies and flipping it the other way. Yes. You. It's so a huge swing. Huge, huge swing on Sunday with that. If the tournament's tight, and we've seen a lot of playoffs. Yeah, five I, of the past seven years. And it is worth noting, like even to go back when I was watching the Brooks Sunday, like he wasn't really in it until 10. Like, you just yeah. need to tread water on the front and then just go score on the back. he had that chip in, and then all of a sudden it went from there. It was like yeah. that. that well, was... he had the chip in on 17, but he had yeah, he two-putted right. for eagle on both of the par fives. Like, he had put it pretty close. He had birdied two other ones in between. Like, like you said, ne- you're not out of it. You, you need to be, like, five under on the back on Sunday, and that's how you win this tournament. So I'm glad I left my betting card a little empty as well this week. For, yeah, go hit. I, I, mean, I added a fifth. I forgot I did add Pendrith on Monday, but that was the last of it, so we'll see. I, I had live bet James Hahn the year that Brooks won. I had Brooks just from pre-tournament and going in, he was playing with Brooks that day and he was a hundred to one going into Sunday. He was up by three at the turn yes. <laughs> that he James Hond it. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I do remember that now from Twitter and following along with it, but Brooks that year, I believe was also the 40 to one. Like, what is this number? That's like what we've done this year with Burns. Burns. And I mean, that's what I did with Hideki. I got him at 41. Yeah. I was like, what is this number? Yeah, that's fair. So it's definitely the way to do it. Ricky's 80. People are saying that, but to me, it's not the same. I don't think it's the same. And maybe I'll be, Proven completely wrong on that, and Ricky will have a fantastic tournament and win. I'd be happy. Listen, my- when Ricky's in the mix, the buzz is incredible. Oh, listen, it's a lot like Spieth all those years. Like, yeah. when he was bad, any time that he would just muster himself into a tournament, it felt like it was more exciting. The issue was that the broadcast would try to wedge him into it when he wasn't in it. Yeah. And that's what I didn't like. But once he started playing well again, and again, this was the tournament two years ago. Now my wheels are spinning. As I was just when it, say, when it happened it. for him, it's like, oh, he's like winning. Like you said that about Spieth earlier, and that now could be the Ricky spot. Ricky's been down, down, down. Now he's slowly coming back, and now this ends up being the place that he gets right at. Why wouldn't it be? That'd be that would Phoenix. actually be kind of awesome. That would be cool. Like I said, that's going to be exciting no matter what. I think he is a good tournament play because as much as people are mentioning him, are they, are they going to the click button? Him? I don't know. Like yeah. meaning, I don't I don't see Ricky fifteen as much as I see Ricky eight and a half or something. For ownership. I agree. So, still, still like Lowry more. Yeah, I probably agree too. All right. Where can everyone, are you doing a show tonight on Rumpier? Yeah, we'll do this afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern. That's a premium only show. And then we'll be back right here on the Mayo Media Network. You can check us out. It's with Rumpier Sports, but it's a free show every Thursday and Friday, and Friday 9 p.m. Eastern. We do start it just so those out there watching this know. Set, you got to subscribe. If you haven't already done so, you should to the Mayo Media Network so you get the notifications bell because we start when the round ends. We just have it set up that way because yeah, of obviously time live. zones. But we gotta, we're ready to go. We want to get the information out as soon as possible. It's a short enough window as is, and it's the best way to look at it. We had on round two last week the show that we did. I didn't get there. 
but I got close. But we did have the winner of the flagship tournament for 50K. And we had another guy come in second in the 555. Both of them credited the show. So tune into that one. It's a free show every week on this channel. And listen, there's very like... um there's just not a lot of showdown content for golf. Yeah. Like there's a few people who do it really well, you guys included. That's why I wanted to get it on Mayo Media Network. So the people out there can watch it for free and go set their lineup. So follow Tambo on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. There's fewer than 200 spots remaining in the listeners league as I check in on it now. No, no begging people this week to join. No. People are fired up for golf again. So go get your spot. If you haven't got it already, smash the like to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network and fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself that 20% off and run the sims.com completely free this week for the Super Bowl. So go give it a test drive. Just need an email. The newsletter link is down in the description. So sub to that if you want to get the full betting card, ownership, Tambo's tidbits, all in one place for you sent directly to your email. People love it. Many people say it's the best. I would agree with that. And you will too if you sub. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!